0: hockey. Let's do that hockey. It is the Top Pair Podcast. What's up everybody? We are back. I I am Eric Weinstein, your host, your party host, bringing you through this fun. With me as always is Nick Maxwell, my co-host, my co-party host. Nick, what's up, buddy?
1: It's always a party when
0: we're together. It is always a party. We started to have a party yesterday before we had some technical difficulties and had to stop. Uh, luckily, we didn't get that far into the podcast. We only did the intro. So I'm just going to bang that out real quick. Here we go. Here's the housekeeping. You can find us anywhere you get your podcast: Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Radio, Public, Audio, Boom, Pocketcasts. You can find us on the homepage of the A1 Sports Network. That is A1SportsNetwork.com. Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at a one Network. You can find the podcast on Twitter and Instagram, at TopPair underscore pod. That is at TopPair underscore pod. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram, at Eric Weinstein, two C's, two Ends. Nick. Yep, find me on Twitter
1: at MMaxwell01, or on Instagram at NickJMaxwell.
0: Yes, subscribe, 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 unsubscribe, then resubscribe, like us, give us a rate, the whole nine yards. Okay, so we were going to bre- preview the Central Division. We were beginning to do so last night, then the computer crapped out. But here we are. We're back again. We're going to preview the Central Division, but we're going to go through a couple big money deals that were signed in the NHL over the past week, starting out with a franchise defenseman getting absolutely paid in Charlie McAvoy of the Boston Bruins. He signed an eight-year deal worth $76 million, um, which comes out to a $9.5 million cap hit. Now with Zdeno Chara gone, a lot of those other guys getting older, Charlie McAvoy is looking like the future face of the Bees, potentially a future captain, Nikki.
1: Yeah, 100% a future captain. I think, like you said, that core is starting to transition out. He's going to be the new face of that franchise soon. Definitely going to be a contender for the Olympic team come in February. I think it's worth every penny.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. And he plays – he logs heavy minutes. He's on the power play. He's on the penalty kill. He's a Long Island boy, Nick. That's like – even though he plays for the bees, I mean, I think the, you've
1: mentioned that once or twice.
0: A couple, two, three times. Long Beach, New York. Uh, it's about a about forty-five minutes from me. Um, Nassau County. But yeah, Charlie McAvoy sticking around in Boston, kind of a no-brainer considering how important he is to that team. Um, moving right along, I'll just go down to the one that was just previous to Charlie McAvoy. Plays for my team, Ryan Pollock. Um, He signed an eight-year. $49.2 million dollar extension that kicks in next year. That is a $6.15 million dollar cap hit. Um, the Islanders locked in their top pair of Pollock and Pelic for under $12 million. Nick, I don't know what Lou says. I don't know how he gets guys to just hate money.
1: I think either that or he puts like a hit out on their family, like a mob style.
0: right? Yeah, like Lamaroon, that's a little I'm sure.
1: Lou, Lou move. I mean... Great fit there. It shows what culture and winning can really do and get guys to buy in. I mean, it's no secret. The team down in Tampa has been getting guys to take less money to stay. Um, I think if you're the Islanders, you got to be jacked up for this. I mean, those contracts by the end, they're still going to be probably towards this, the very end of their prime, and you're not going to be able – you're not going to be siphoned off money. Those are going to be great value, I think, another three, four years. Yeah,
0: both of those guys are both only 27 years old, and they get better every year. Um, It would be very surprising to see Pollock have such a tough year like he did last year, only two goals. So I love the contract. I love the player. Again, that's my Elliott Friedman impression. Love the player. Love the deal. Um, Moving right along, we also had another defenseman re-up, Matthias Ekholm. He signed for four years with the Nashville Predators. It was a $25 million deal. Comes out to a $6.25 million cap hit. He, that kicks in next year as well. He was probably going to be maybe one of the most sought-after defensemen, maybe the def, number one defenseman, maybe available at the deadline. And Nashville said no thanks. They lock him up for another four years after this one. Matias Ekholm, just steady as they come.
1: Yeah, for sure. I feel like he's been on the trade bait list for two and a half years, three years. But um, I think he really likes it there. I mean, Swedish guy. Has only ever played for Nashville. They came so close to the Cup final, and, and though I think that window is kind of closed, I think he's still, you know, he I, he really likes to be the assistant captain. He loves playing with Roman Yossi. Why wouldn't you?
0: Yeah, it's um, nice life.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it could be worse to be to be anybody else. So I I, I love the deal. I like the player, um, and you know, at thirty one years old, that's that might be his. This might be his last like big ticket contract. So. Good for him.
0: Yeah, I like I. There's worse places to live in Nashville than Nashville. There's worse play, worse players to play with than Roman Yossi. So I think it's a win-win for the Preds and for Matthias Ekholm himself. And lastly, the last big contract signed last week. There was a little drama surrounding it, but doesn't matter now because he's back and he's signed. Future captain Brady Kachuk of the Ottawa Senators. He signed his big money. Seven years, $57.5 million. That is an eight point two five, million cap hit. Um, the future of the Sens right here, they were just kind of figuring out what they would need to do in terms of money. Um, in years, I think Brady was looking for more of a bridge deal. Um, the Sens wanted to lock him up long-term, and I guess the money was right, so Brady put pen to paper. And, you know, 6-4... 212 pounds, and he's only 22. This kid gets better every year. I mean, and like I said, future captain of the Senators right here.
1: Yeah, actually playing his first game tonight against, uh, against San Jose, actually, I think. But a really good step going forward. I mean, when you talk about the rebuild, of Ottawa, I just went through a few years ago where they got rid of Stone and, and Carlson and Hoffman and all those guys. I think it sends a good message of like, hey, we are willing to pay pay our own and we are really going to be building this correctly and going forward with it. Yeah, you know, they have a lot of other young young pieces around that are gonna need contracts soon. And guys like, you know, Colin Brown and, and Chris Tierney and you know, Zach Sanford, I know they just traded for, I'm assuming they're gonna be interested in signing him.
0: One but would the think, two big yeah.
1: pieces of that organization going forward are Shabbat and Kachuk. I mean, both eight million dollar contracts. Again, I think those are going to be really good value deals when you look three, four years down the line when the cap finally starts to go up.
0: And that's the key is that the cap is eventually going to go up, so these deals are going to look even better than they do right now. Um, yeah, to get their two core pieces in, with Kachuk and Shabbat was locked up a few years ago. Um, sends it's it's coming. It's not we're not there yet, but you know it's coming. They're pesky, the pesky pesky sends. All righty. So those were the signings we had last week. Boy, did we. Ram through those. By the way, the Senators are up 1-0 on the Sharks right now. The goal scorer was Drake Batherson, your boy. Um, Love that boy. um, All right, so let's move on to the Central Division. Just as a reminder, because I'm going to remind myself as I say this out loud, the Central Division is the St. Louis Blues, Minnesota Wild, Dallas Stars, Nashville Predators, Colorado Avalanche, Winnipeg Jets, Arizona Coyotes, and the Chicago Blackhawks. This has potential to maybe be the best division in hockey in my eyes. And right now, in first place, 3-0, I guess we'll start. We'll go down the line. We'll start with the St. Louis Blues. Jordan Kyrou has seven points in three games already. That kid is nasty. Um, The Blues, they lost in the first round. I believe they were swept out of the first round last year, two years after winning the Stanley Cup. Um, Kind of status quo, in St. Louis, you know they bring back, uh, they brought back Tyler Bozak on a super cheap deal. Um, there was the drama with Vladimir Tarasenko going on. They brought in James Neal on a PTO and then signed him to a one-year deal. Nick, I, it'd be very hard to not see the Blues near the top of this division. Maybe not winning the division, but definitely near the top.
1: Yeah, I think they're definitely a playoff team. I mean, I feel like the playoffs and the Blues are just so synonymous with each other, even when they're not competing for a Stanley Cup. But so far, I think the most encouraging thing is that Jordan Billington looks like he's really found his game. I thought he was a really, really underachieving star last year. I think, you know, it being an Olympic year especially, he's going to want to put on his best show. And the guy you said, too, like Jordan Cairo, had a really good start to last year and then started to kind of fade as the season went on. I think he got... A little bit worn down with the grind of it, but 23-year-old guy, um, going to take a lot of pressure off of Ryan O'Reilly and Vladimir Vladimir Tarasenko and and scoring, and I think adding Sada is a really nice depth piece. I think this is a really under-the-radar team right now. I don't think a lot of people have been looking at the Blues as Stanley Cup contenders. I think they're one D-man away from being serious contenders in, in this division, Um, obviously as long as their goaltending stands up, but I always love the makeup of this roster. I think they have the best front office in the NHL with Doug Armstrong and and Craig Brube you know the chief always has everybody's attention when he walks
0: into the room oh yeah and a Stanley Cup winning coach they also brought in Pavel Buchnevich from the Rangers which I shout on the Rangers so much for making this trade Pavel Buchnevich for Sammy Blay I mean I mean Buchi he did get suspended for a couple of games for headbutting somebody but when he's in the lineup he's he's good for 45 to 50 points a year I mean He's just a solid, you know, middle six forward and you know, he never became what everybody thought he was going to be with the Rangers, but that's okay. Newsflash, that's okay. 45 to 50 point guys, you need those guys. So, I like the Blues. I think we're both in lockstep. They're both uh we both have them making the playoffs. For sure. And it's just going to be very interesting to see what happens with the Vladimir Tarasenko situation. Seems like he's happy. I mean, he scored the other night, but
1: yeah, he had the game-winner last night.
0: Yeah, I just, I don't know. I mean, that's that could be a powder keg that could blow up at any second. But right now, all is well in Minnesota. Uh, not Minnesota, St. Louis. We're going to talk about Minnesota now. Uh, the Minnesota Wild, they lost in the first round last year um, in a very entertaining series. They lost to the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, right? I'm not crazy? Yes. Yeah, the Blues got swept by Colorado. Okay. Great, also in this division, but we're not up to them yet. Minnesota Wild—they re-signed Kirill Kaprizov, and boy, did he get paid! Um, I'll pull up the stats right now. That was kind of the big story of the of the off-season for them was figuring out what they can do to get Kaprizov signed. Um, He signed a five-year, forty-five million-dollar deal, um, which also they also bought out Zach Parise and Ryan Suter um, with those giant cap hits you know, later on in the, in the coming years. But, um, Minnesota, I mean, I think they overachieved a little bit last year. Talbot and Cochinen were two really solid goalies for them. Uh, they bring in guys like Alex, Alex Goligosky, Dmitry Kulakov. you know, just, you know, veterans sort of here to just kind of solidify everything for them. They signed Joel Erickson Ek. He got an eight year deal with a 5.25 AAV. Um, Nicky, I like the Wild. They finally have an identity. Isn't that crazy? After all these years of them being incredibly boring, we have an identity.
1: Yeah, I think Dean Evanson has done a great job with this team trying to get them to really focus on their transition game. I think they finally have – I mean, they've always had a really good back end, um, but now they're kind of letting the horses run a little bit. And to me, the guy you just mentioned with the big payday uh, was Joel Erickson. I think – So You're talking about most – I think we're talking about most underrated players in the NHL now. It's no longer Alex Barkov To me, it's Joel Eriksenak. And he's one of those players, I mean, hey, three goals in three games. He's on pace for 82 goals. That'd be a hell of a season. I don't know. I mean.
0: That might be some kidding. kind of record.
1: Yeah. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding.
0: <laughs> no, just being a
1: but anyway, like I, I just think if this guy can figure out the way to keep producing offensively, he had 30 points in 56 games last year. So I think if he can continue to contribute, you know, and then they get the secondary scoring from guys like Greenway and Hartman and Fiala. And this can be a really dangerous team if they can get a hot goaltender. I think that's the one thing. It's it's what can Cam Talbot, you know, he'll he'll obviously be a really solid goaltender over the course of the season. If he can find a way to kind of take his game up to another gear, to me, then that's when, you know, they're going to be for real and a real threat in the playoffs.
0: And I agree. And, you know, Talbot and Kakanen, they were both, they were both solid. I mean, Talbot is, you know what you're getting with Cam Talbot. You're getting a solid veteran goalie who's going to get you to the playoffs more, more likely than not. Um, I love that Jordan Greenway. I mean, what he's, that's a big, strong boy. Um, who's very young. He's still only 24. I mean, he's only getting better every year. Um, you know they have good veterans, Matt Zuccarello, Fiala. I guess you can consider a veteran now. He's twenty-five already. Um, Ryan Hartman. There's toughness here. I have them making the playoffs as a wild card.
1: I, I do too. And I, for some reason, like I feel like people look at the names on this roster and there's nothing to overly really get excited about. But no. it's just I, we did this last year, right? Like you and I were just like this team has no shot. They're so boring. And then what did they do? Like I think they finished second or third in their division. It's just like, well, it's just. They just always find a way to do it and contend in this division. So I, I'm I'm buying into Dean Evanson and Bill Guerin and what they're selling. I, I again I don't think they're going to be any type of cup contender, but I I think they're going to be a pain, just a pain to play against night in and night out. Just an absolute pain to play against. Absolutely. I think that's what gets them
0: into the playoffs. Absolutely. And speaking of teams that are going to be a pain in the ass to play against, we move on where everything's bigger in Texas. The Dallas Stars. Big story for them. They're getting Tyler Sagan back after missing him for basically the entire season last year. Um, they got Miro Haskinen signed to an eight-year deal worth $8.45 million a year. Um, they brought in Yanni Hockenpah. just wanted to say his name. Um, ben Bishop's still on LTIR, so it's a... It's the goalie tandem of Anton Hudobin and Braden Holpe. Holpe's been solid for what I've seen. Um, Same old story with the Stars. Are they going to be able to score enough goals to be able to compete and stay near the top of this division?
1: This is probably the one team in the league where I have no idea. No way. Like, this could go either way. I just think their decor. I mean, they added Ryan Suter to this back end, and now he's going to be playing on that 3-4 pairing. I just think this decor is too good. I think they find a way to get into a wild-card spot and just, like, sneak in as maybe, like, the last 8th-place team in the West, right? Like, Heiskanen, Lindell, and Klingberg are all probably going to be on their respective Olympic teams. And I just think these guys just all know how to play well. Um, Again... Rick Bonus is a guy who's gonna he's gonna lock it up defensively. You're not gonna score a lot of goals on these guys, and they just and I think, like you said, Hopi and Hudobin have just been solid this whole year. I think they figure out a way to get just enough scoring from these top guys with Sagan, Ben Pavelski, and Rattler.
0: Yeah, I mean, I like to, I love the forwards. I mean, if Sagan's healthy, I mean he's we've seen what he can do. Jamie Ben is still one of the toughest guys in the league, and he's still gonna put up points. You know, Pavelski is, God bless him, 37 years old. I mean, we both said, I remember when he signed that deal, we were both like, man, that's that's going to look tough, you know, in year three. But he still looks, I mean, guys still looks great. I mean, I'm a big Joe Pavelski guy, always have been. Um, I think if they get in, they'll sneak in. But I don't know. It just I, I don't know where the goals are coming from. I mean, they have all their picks, so they can make a move if they have to. Um but, yeah, I like the Stars to maybe sneak in. I mean, who knows? Um, who knows? We only have a hockey podcast. Um, okay. Anything else you want to say about the Stars before you move on to the Preds?
1: I would just say keep an eye on Rope Hintz. He's one of my breakout candidates for the year. Um, so really good. Really high-end, fast-as-hell type player. He's going to be on the power play. I think people are going to be like, who the hell is this guy, like, putting up all his points in Dallas? I think that's going to be the dude who who's going to – really show people this year what he's game
0: another guy who's definitely going to be on his country's olympic team and one of the guys who might be upset about some maybe some relaxed dress codes because boy that kid has some fashion sense like i've never seen um that kid is fresh as hell um <laughs> all right nashville predators um they lost in the first round last year they lost to carolina because divisions were weird um what did they do? They brought back Mikael Granlin. I feel like every year they're like, oh, they're going to bring back Mikael Granlin, and then they do. Um, they still have the unmovable deals of Ryan Johansson and Matt Duchesne. Um, Philip Forsberg is a UFA. Um, Pecorino is out. Yusei Saros is now the number one man. Uh, I drafted him in fantasy, and he's kind of paid off so far. Um, are they the most, like, are they like the new Minnesota Wild, where they're just like the most blah team in the league? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, like that. what, like okay, you like it's, Roman it's Yossi? Tough, great it's tough to be
1: the most blah team in the league when you have somebody as handsome as Roman Yossi. On your I
0: know spot. he's such a beautiful man, but I mean, outside of him, it's like an echo. In my like, it's like Phil Myers, Mark Borietsky. Like, what are we, what do we, t- Rocco Grimaldi? Nick Cousins. Yeah, I think. Like, what do I Yeah, think? I
1: think this is going to be like, I think the Predators need to prove to Philip Forsberg that it's worth sticking around for this team next year because I think a lot of teams are preparing to overpay. I guess not overpay, but offer money for Philip Forsberg next year. So I think it's going to be like guys like Ellie Tolvanen and, and Philip Tomasino to be like, hey, we have young core, young talent here. We can get back to where we want to be. And, you know, UC Soros really getting the the net for a full-on season this year. Um, uh, to me, it's, again, I think they're going to be a pain in the butt to play against every single night. People know how hard it is to play in Nashville. Um, not only just like, playing against rink. a team, but also like the temptations of going out every night. Great rink. Yeah. It, it, so it's just, I think they're going to be pesky. I think they're going to be in there in the end and be really competitive. I just don't think they make the playoffs.
0: No, they definitely don't. Um, also... Colton Sisson still has five years left on his deal. Hey, 2.8, man. <laughs> I, I mean, the, the deal where he's like, I'm not going to get any better. Uh, seven years, $20 million. I mean, that is a hilarious deal, and he's still got five years left. Um, they have guys I like. I mean, I like Grandlin, Shore, Luke Coonan is fine. You know, Tolvanen is supposed to be really good. Yeah. Uh, I, whatever I guess I mean whatever like I don't really I mean it, it's, it's it's the
1: same old story that we've said the last two years until they get something from the centerman position like this team is going no way
0: yeah until Matt Duchesne realizes they signed him not to play guitar and they signed him to win faceoffs and score goals then yeah I mean they'll be fine but I do also do not have them making the playoffs they are not a team I'll be watching on ESPN Plus I will throw unless, depending on who they play um <laughs> All right, speaking of a team that I will be watching on ESPN+, Plus, the Colorado Avalanche. Many people, including this guy, have them as the favorite to win the Western Conference. Um, guess what? They finally almost have to pay Nathan McKinnon. He's still got two years left on his deal. Um, they brought in Darren Helm, which I really like. as like a depth kind of signing they brought in a guy like jason megna just a lot of a lot of depth here um eric johnson is back uh kale mccarr signed a nice ticket darcy kemper is in net jack johnson had like a ridiculous goal opening night um eric johnson who did i say jack johnson yeah no jack johnson had that backhand goal Oh, that was
1: Jack Johnson?
0: Yeah, which made it even funnier. I thought you
1: just misspoke and figured I said Eric Johnson. I was no, like, oh, okay, that's
0: what made it even funnier, was that <laughs> it was him. Um, they had, Devon Taves is still in IR, so Bowen Byron misstepped in, and boy, is he just unbelievable. It's like, it, it should be illegal to have this many, like, incredible, incredibly young defensive prospects, but here we are. Um, Gabe Landeskog signed the eight-year deal, um, so their captain is locked in, who'll basically be an av for life. Um, if this team doesn't make it to the Western Conference Finals, there's a real problem.
1: I mean, I think it's even more than the Western Conference Finals. If this team doesn't make it to the Finals, I think there's are going to be changes made, whether it be um, a coaching change or, or maybe Sackick just saying, all right, i I'm done with this. But I, I, I like this team, obviously. They're really high-powered. Whatever they accomplish in the, in the regular season doesn't really going to matter, right? Like It's it's kind of like that expectations are at that type of level.
0: Right, yeah. Getting in isn't think, isn't a you know a reward anymore. They have to. Yeah, get in.
1: I, I just I still think they're one centerman away. I really do. I just think it's it's come to the, it's a foregone conclusion now that you cannot trust Nazem Kadri to just not get suspended in the playoffs. No, you can't. Like I, I think he's I think he's absolutely r- ripped apart that leash. Um, so I don't I don't know where that comes from. I mean, Alex Newhook was a guy that I thought was going to come in and step in, but they ended up sending him down. So. I don't know. Maybe if Sakic has another trade up his sleeve, but obviously they're a team that's you know right up against the cap. So I don't know what type of money in money out do, deal he has up his has up his sleeve. And obviously, you know Darcy Kemper. Can he stay healthy? Right, like he has a little bit of an injury history. Jonas Johansson is their backup, who played most of last season in the AHL. So it, it's always like they have a ton of star power, but they're just one or two injuries away from. The wagon going real sideways. On oh, this yeah. One. So I just, I'm hoping these guys figure out a way to get another centerman just for the sake of, I really want to see this core win a cup. But, I mean, they're all young. So I'm not really going to feel that bad, I guess, because it's just like, all right, they'll just have more kicks to the can. Yeah.
0: They're, um, this this team, they're, is, they're, they're built to win now and in the future. So, I mean, their captain is 28. He's the oldest, pretty much. Like, Kadri's 31, but he's got one year left on his deal. I mean, he's like, Landis Gaga 28, is like the oldest part of their core. So, not bad. So I, don't,
1: I don't know. I just wait and see. I think they're clearly going to be a playoff team for me. Yeah, obviously. Um, I just, I'm just. i just going to be very interested to see what types of moves and tweaks they make up to the roster going forward during the season and the playoffs.
0: Yeah, uh, I am too. They're, they're definitely a trade deadline candidate. They'll definitely make a move. Sakic has shown that he'll make moves. So, um, yeah. Avalanche are a lock, a mortal lock, to get to the playoffs. If they don't get in, something went terribly and horribly wrong. Um, okay, the Winnipeg Jets. So the Winnipeg Jets, they were swept by the Montreal Canadiens, who look god-awful, um, in the <laughs> playoffs last year. Um, that was the whole Mark Shifley problem. They brought in Nate Schmidt. They brought in Brendan Dillon uh, to kind of shore up the defense core. Um, Connor Hellebuck is still one of the best goalies on the planet. Um, same thing for me with the Winnipeg Jets. I think if they don't get into the playoffs, something went terribly, terribly, terribly wrong. Yeah,
1: it looked great in their opening, in their opening series. No, I watched sure a little bit haven't. of their games when they were in Anaheim in LA. Um, it just look a little out of sync. I'm not really sure, quite sure what it is, but now obviously, you know, with the COVID cases and stuff going through, hitting Blake Wheeler and possibly Mark Shifley and everybody else now. So this is a tough division. You really don't want to fall behind these guys too far because everybody's so good it's going to be hard to catch up. Um, but, yeah, these are this is obviously one of my favorite teams around the league. I love the way they're built. I love Paul Maurice. And, again, just like the ABS, it's not really going to be about getting into the playoffs. It's going to be about what can we do when we finally get there. I'm hoping they get a little bit more from Paul Stasny this year, and I think Pierre-Luc Dubois needs to, fit, needs to find another gear because so oh, far yeah. that trade hasn't really worked out for either team. So if I if if you're Paul Maurice, you kind of have to figure out what gets this guy to tick, and and hopefully he puts him in situations where he can, can succeed because we all know playoff PLD is another level. It's a right? real thing. Like, he's capable it's a real of shutting thing. down other teams' top centermen. He can score goals, uh, put up points, but it's just – how do you get that guy to come out now in the regular season and put yourselves in a position to have an easier path?
0: Exactly. Yeah. You got to get him to kind of just put that into all 82 games. Uh, They have a guy, one of my favorite players in the league. I always say he's a candidate for most underrated in the league is Nikolai Ehlers. Love that guy. What a rip. He's got a great wrist shot, big time power play weapon. As I'm watching the Islanders power play fail, I can hear my dad screaming from upstairs. Um, but yeah, I I love the Jets. I like them. I love them. I like them to make the playoffs. Um, I I am not gonna say they're a lock just yet, but I do like them to make the playoffs. So who have I said that I like to make the playoffs? I think every team in this league, uh, in this division. I, I said, have
1: five making it. Total.
0: I said I said not Nashville. I said maybe Dallas. I said St. Louis, Minnesota, Colorado, Winnipeg. All right, well. Safe to say these two next teams aren't going to make the playoffs, so we don't have to worry about it. Um, One of them being the Arizona Coyotes, who there's a rebuild, and then there's what the Coyotes are doing. They have three first-round picks this year. They have their own, the Avalanche and Montreal. And then in the second round, they have their pick, the Islanders' pick, the Flyers' pick, the Sharks' pick, and the Canucks' pick. Um, Rebuild, rebuild, rebuild. Um, they are looking to do it through the draft. They took on everybody's crap contracts. They took Louis Erickson. they took Andrew Ladd, they took Antoine Roussel, they took Jay Beagle, Antoine Anton Stroman, Shane Bear.
1: If you're asking, like if you're thinking is this random player still in the league? Check Arizona's roster because if he's not on their roster, then he's not in the league. Then he's anymore.
0: out of the league. Yeah. They brought in Alex <laughs> Galchenyuk. He's on injured reserve right now. Um their goalies are Carter Hutton and Forgive me, Karel Vimelka? Vimelka? Yeah, close enough. <laughs> so what we learned is that Phil Kessel is definitely going to get traded, and this is the Clayton Keller Jacob Chickering show.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean this it, this year is pain for Shane, right? Like this, like
0: wrong for right. What did you say? Wrong for wrong right. For
1: right. Yeah, I, I loved all those slogans coming out of there because so I mean, fully have to go on and embrace this type of this type of tank. I mean, if you look at like the amount of money coming off of their books this year, and the amount of draft picks they're going to have, this roster is going to look completely different this time next year. And I, I'm I'm really hoping they get their building situation figured out. And I don't think they're going to be leaving Arizona. I know a lot of people in like Quebec want like Nordiques back, but I don't. I think. Uh, I think Batman is fully committed to this process, so I think, you know, this this is going to be a really important year for them, for their young guys to kind of develop, and then they have to nail this draft going forward. It's really nothing on the ice this year that they accomplish is really going to be worth anything. If anything, you want to accomplish less in a certain way so that all your picks have maximum value.
0: Yeah, and having that Montreal pick, I mean, that's huge because of how bad Montreal looks right now. Um it's 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 exactly that. I mean, you gotta you gotta nail these draft picks and you gotta they gotta be good quick. Um but yeah, I mean they have Dimitri Askin for some reason, they have Ryan DeZingle for some reason, Christian Fisher's an RFA at the end of the year. Um you know, Strometh's coming off the books, Labushkin coming off the books. Gossel has been good for them the first couple of games. So, I mean, that might not be a total sunk cost, but Yeah, they're going to suck. They're not making the playoffs, and I think that's about it.
1: Yeah, I have nothing to add to that. (laughs) Yeah,
0: there's really not much to say. I mean, they're garbage, but what are you going to do? I think that's the point. Um, Speaking of a team that I don't think it was the point for them to be garbage, it is the Chicago Blackhawks. Boy, is it not great so far. Um, They brought in some veterans. It was a win-now kind of move. Kind of like a last stab, sort of, for... You know, Bowman and Jeremy Colleton. They bring in Marc-Andre Fleury amid a lot of controversy out of Vegas. Uh, they bring in Tyler Johnson. Um, Kirby Doc is going to be back. Um, they lose Duncan Keith, of course. They bring in uh, Caleb Jones, but he's on LTIR right now. Um, they traded for Brett Connolly to promptly bury him in the minors. Um, they brought in Seth Jones. He's got that big contract, nine years until so he's a UFA, uh, he gets paid $5.4 this year, and then $9.5 starting next year for the next eight years. They brought in your boy, Jake McCabe, on a four-year deal. Uh, Eric Guffs is in his back on a one-year deal. Um, I watched them play the Islanders the other night. They suck.
1: Yeah, this team looks real lost right now.
0: Boy, I don't, are they bad.
1: I, I, I don't think they'll be as bad in like a month from now. Because it is just—it's just so many new pieces, right? And you have guys coming back that had a lot of injuries last year. Obviously, Jonathan Taze not playing at all. Um, Doc being on and off the IR list. So it's just—I don't know—it's—it's it's a lot of pieces to try and mesh together. But man, I think—I think expectations were so high. This is just a tough pill for Hawks fans to swallow.
0: Yeah, and and there's so many guys that you like on this team, right? Obviously, Taves and Kane. You know, you like a guy, you love Kirby Doc. Kurashev looks good, Dominic Kubelik, Dabrinkit, you know, Seth Jones, obviously, DeHaan is a solid, you know, bottom four defenseman. I, I just don't know. Fleury looked like he was ready to, like, kill somebody the other night. He was so mad. <laughs> it's just, I don't know if Colleton's the guy. Um, I, I don't think he's, I don't know if he's along for that job. The players seem to like him, but, I mean, it's not It's not working, it's only been a couple games, but, man, do they not look good.
1: Yeah, I think if this year goes real sideways, it's going to be a full-on clean house, right? Like, I think okay, Collington's gone. I think Stan Bowman is gone for not just the on-ice product, but the off-ice stuff that's happening. Um, I think this this organization, if they decide to go that route, could use a real big cleanse. I mean, Taysen and Kane only have another year left in their deals after this year. I mean, what are those guys going to want to do? I'm sure they want to play their whole career. In, in chicago but they're so damn competitive where it's like you know do, do we try going someplace else
0: yeah do you want to sign on for a rebuild as your you know as your what's it called as your careers are like kind of in the twilight you know taves is 33 Kane's 32 i mean they're not pups anymore so they got to decide what they really want to do um i do not have them making the playoffs i don't think i had them making the playoffs even before they started out so shitty
1: yeah, I don't. I don't have them in the playoffs either. I like I said, I I think it's just too many new pieces. Like it's it is hard to try and build that chemistry. I mean, you can say what you want about it being a normal year in a normal camp. Like that stuff just doesn't happen overnight. And I think if you get behind in this division with teams like Colorado and St. Louis, Winnipeg, Minnesota, it's just going to be too hard to try and catch up.
0: Yeah, it just it really is. And the, you know this this division is too good. Where I don't think they're better than Dallas. I don't even think they're really better than Nashville, honestly. So. Um, I do not have them making the playoffs. Okay, so that was your Central Division. Um, Next week, we are going to finally finish up our season previews as we're like two weeks into the the year um, with the Pacific Division. Um, Again, you know where you can find us. I went through the the housekeeping earlier. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Tell your friends to subscribe. Tell your parents. Tell your aunts, uncles, cousins, brothers, whoever. I don't care. Um, Tell them to subscribe, resubscribe. uh, Leave a rate. Um, Nick, anything you want to go over before we get on out of here?
1: Nope. Just uh, if you haven't, if you haven't gotten ESPN Plus yet, I highly recommend it. it. As somebody, even if you have to pay for it, it's totally worth it. You get to pick which broadcast you want, which is something, which is a feature that I love. Um, All, all that. I mean, shout out to what feels like twenty thousand rookies that had their first NHL goal this this past week. Oh yeah, Do do you have them all? So many young talent. Do you have them all? Uh, I don't even have a full list, but I mean, I Mason McTavish, I um, Dawson I, Mercer. I think I sent you some. every day.
0: All right, I got him. You ready? Yep. All right, so you had a few of them. You had Mason McTavish. You had Bowen Byram, Hendrix LaPierre, Lucas Raymond, Anton Lindell, Jasper Weatherby. Dawson Mercer, Drew O'Connor for the Penguins, Jacob Peterson for the Stars, and Vasily Podkolzin for the Vancouver Canucks. So shout out to them. Um, Congrats on the first goal. I mean, it's got to be so cool. Just all the work you put in as a kid, you know, working your way up through the minors, where however long it takes. You score your first goal in the the show, it's got to be unbelievable. So shout out to those guys.
1: Yeah, for sure. I'm I'm so happy to see like the amount of just young just studs that are coming into this league. I mean, feels like I grew up with one really good superstar and then there was like a bunch of like solid players after him. But now I feel like we're gonna grow up with a number of superstars in this next generation and then another of really good uh like secondary players. So it's gonna be awesome to see.
0: It's gonna be dope. It's gonna be dope. And you know what else is gonna be dope? We're gonna be right here with you guys. You can follow us along. I'm Eric. He's Nick. We're your top pair. We'll see you later.